Greetings and welcome back to another in our ongoing series of Shreem and Dafyomi. We are now at the very end of the first chapter of Masachet and Darim, and we have two short Mishnayot, which really are the two parts of Mishnah Dalad, the final Mishnah in the Perak. One on Daf Yod Gimel Amud Aleph, with a very brief discussion following it, and one on Yod Gimel Amud Bet, with again a brief discussion. Haomer Korban Ola Mincha Chata Toda Shlamim, these are all variations, if you say Korban Ola or Korban Mincha, etc. She'ani Ochalach, that which you would, that I would eat of yours is considered a Korban Ola, etc. Then Asur, that's valid. Rabbi Yehuda, Matir, Rabbi Yehuda disagrees and says that it is not a valid netter. Ha Korban, Ke Korban, Korban She'ochalach, if you just say the word Korban with or without certain prefixes, meaning with no prefix, or with the the uh, definite article hakorban, or with the simulative kikorban, then asur, then it's valid. Meaning that the opening line of the Mishnah, which said korban, uh, and the opinion of we will find out through Mayor against Rabbi Yehuda, says that it's valid, then goes on to point that to point out that it could be valid if you add uh, one of those two prefixes. And Rameir then states, since we have to see who is the author of the first part of the Mishnah, that if you say, Rameir says it's valid, it's a valid nadir. And that's something we already discussed earlier, although we'll see the original statement uh, in our piece. Now, we saw that with or without the prefixes. It's valid. So, it sounds like Rameir. The proper gear says, Shalom ben Imra lecha Imra. In the previous Mishnah, when we talked about if you associate a neder with Imra and deer and Eitzim, etc., Rameir said in the Brighta that if you say Imra, Ke Imra, Le Imra, that's all valid. So Rameir does not distinguish between using or not using a prefix, and therefore Rameir must be the author of the first part of a Mishnah. So Rameir had a tanya, Koran Shorochalach Osur, then, um, how could it be that uh, that the that same statement is hakorban sheochalach is valid. Tanya modim chacham the Rabbi Yehuda chacham here being Rameir that Rameir agrees with Rabbi Yehuda. Beomer hakorban vehaola veham mincha vehachatat sheochalach shemutar. If you say ha and then korban or mincha etc., that it is nothing. Rabbi Yehuda remember said that even if you say korban sheochalach it's nothing. But the Chum agree that if you say HaKorban, it's nothing. So who, this problem, by the way, is not just unique to Rameir. It's a question is who could be the author of a Mishnah that says HaKorban is valid? Shalom Adar Chaya Korban. What's the reason? Is that when you said HaKorban, it was sort of a version of saying Chai Korban, by the life of the Korban. That's what you're associating a Nero with. So the answer is Lokasha. HaDamar HaKorban, HaDamar HaKorban. In writing, it looks a little clearer than it would maybe in... Um, in the oral presentation, but if you said ha korban as two separate words, then it's chaye korban. If you said ha korban with a definite article, then you're just like saying korban, saying the korban. My time, a chaye korban kamar, is that ha korban is chaye korban. That, by the way, should not be so unusual. We have found that in certain dialects, the chet and the he were virtually indistinguishable, and therefore saying ha korban might be like saying chai korban. As an example, the Rishalmi in Shabbat points out that the word ela, in the case of ela hadvarim, at the beginning of the 36th chapter, sorry, 35th chapter of Sefer Shemot, um, it should be read as Ela with a chet, and therefore has the gematria of 39 being an allusion to the 39 malachot of Shabbat. That's different than the Bavli's read that has Ela had devarim, 
Dvarim being two, Hadvarim being three, plus the 36 of Ela. But in the Mushalmi, it's read as Ela, Aleph, Lamed, as if reading a Chet. And many other examples, for instance, the last of the famous, the last of the famous Gaoni, Rav Hai Gaon, almost all agree that his name is some sort of perversion of the name Chai, or Chaim Gaon. Okay, in any case, Ktani, Likorban Lochalach, Meroser. At the end of the Mishnah, we said that if you say lik korban lo'ochalach, which we think means lo korban lo'ochalach, meaning what you don't feed me is not a korban. Inference being, what you do feed me is a korban, Rameir says is a valid nadir. We already learned that Rameir does not accept inverted inferences. The answer is, We already saw this. Rameir says that what Rameir means is there's no inferences at all. I mean, no inversions. It's not Le korban, meaning not a korban, is it rather it is a korban what you would feed me, and therefore lo ochalach, not defining it, but the consequence. Uh, okay, the last half of the Mishnah. Then this raises a very central issue of Nadarim, but one that we won't touch on for a while in more detail than this. And that is that if you prohibit your mouth or your hands or your legs from doing anything with or for another person, that's a valid nedr. So we immediately challenge that. The stringency of shuot over nedarim and nedarim over shuot each has a stringency. What's the stringency of nedarim? You can say, I won't put on that garment, and you can also say that I'm ossering that garment from wearing, and I'm ossering those tefillin from wearing. That nedarim apply equally to mitzvah and non-mitzvah things. You can say, you can take a shvuah and say, tomorrow I will not put on that shirt, but you cannot take a shvuah that says, tomorrow I will not put on that tefillin. You also can't even take a shvuah that says, tomorrow I will put on that tefillin. Because then the shvuah halal shvuah, and you've already took that oath at Har Sinai. What's the stringency of Shavuot? A Shavuot, an oath, can apply to something which is intangible. You can take an oath that you'll eat, or you won't eat, or you didn't eat. Nedarim always apply to something which is tangible. So how can our Mishnah say that uh, I won't speak to you as a valid nether? Speech is an intangible thing. The answer is, where you actually are not saying, I won't talk to you, but rather, my mouth is asur to you for what it says. My hands are asur to you for what they create. My legs are asur, asur to you for what they walk. Meaning, you're putting, pinning it on the physical object of the parts of your body and assigning it to the particular results that you're trying to for, for, forbid your friend or everyone from benefiting from. And now the Gemara says, De Konami, that's actually the exact exacting reading, because the Mishnah said that if the person says my mouth from speaking to you he didn't say that I won't speak to you in any case uh, we've completed the first chapter of and Darim and the next podcast we'll pick up with a slightly longer shear as we begin this, our study of the second parakram Darim Ve'ile Mutarin